Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Good afternoon, morning, ladies and Tonys. You're listening to the Pig Athletic Club podcast, the Pack Podcast, episode 109. If this is your first time joining us, we are the Pig Athletic Club, a touring rugby club and reformed meme media platform for the players. We're simply here to make rugby great again, one meme at a time. My name is Sione, and joining me all the way from Manly in Queensland, Ryan Fellini. Welcome, Danny. Hey, hey, How you been, man? Oh, yeah, pretty fucking... Uh Pretty good, Tony. Pretty good. Oh, nice, mate. Yeah, it's pretty good, mate. It's busy at work, you know, just having this internet connection. We can talk to each other. We can converse. We don't have to wait for a delay. Yeah, nice. Mate, someone's telling me we need to fucking cut those Sydney tricks. (laughs) That's for sure, mate. Cut it off like my fucking foipu, you know? Yeah, well, well, those that are listening that are fans of the Sydney friends, uh, I'll cut over to them later. Uh, so that we'll keep the connection uh, connecting. Anyways, uh, before we uh, carry on, we've got a Black Friday sale on this Friday. And for, I think it goes for approximately a week, the Black Friday sale. So uh, head over to our uh, website and type in at the checkout, Black Friday, Tony, and you get an even more discount than anyone that's gone to the site and they just use the normal Black Friday discount. So Black Friday, Tony. So add Tony at the end of Black Friday and you get an even bigger uh, discount for listening to the podcast. So thank thank you. Um, Okay, we're going to start the podcast. We've got a new little icebreaker. So a little icebreaker question that will start each podcast. And uh, when people call in, uh, I'll give them the same icebreaker. This, this, This week's icebreaker is, if you were a Olympic sport, what would you be and why? Oh, I got it. What would you be, mate? Uh, well, do you want me to start with your guys? Okay, you, you just want to start with mine, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'll leave you last, but um, first of all, I got Ironside. <laughs> we've got our we've got our mate here who plays in the back row in rugby, um, but he's built like a front rower. Um, and basically, uh, I, I reckon if he was an Olympic sport, he'd be a soft he'd be softball. <laughs> he's um, sort of just like the third grade of baseball, you know. He's Got an average rig. Um, he looks kind of like a lesbian, um, <laughs> which is which is and, great. Which is great. And, and, and Kiwis love it. Yeah, Kiwis fucking love softball. All the church, all the fucking church bros fucking love that shit. I don't know why. <laughs> um, then we've got Johnny Brown, rhythmic gymnastics. Uh, so rhythmic gymnastics, like it, it looks a bit. Um, <laughs> Respectfully. No one re- respectfully, no one really cares about it. But to be honest with you, it's fucking really hard and it's really cool. Yeah. And you know what, Johnny, you know, he's a bit... He's got a bit of tism. Yeah. He's, he's a bit spurgy, but fuck, he, he's, mate, he, used to be a, he used to be a fucking Adonis. four foot eight male model and he was good at <laughs> everything. four foot eight? 
Yeah, he he actually went to the to the X Games. Remember them back in the day? <laughs> skateboarding? No, no, not skateboarding. Roller derby. <laughs> so he's fucking good, man. Um. Anyway, then we go on to Dave, our mate Dave. Look, ski mountaineering is his sport. Um, look, he he like it's it's one of those sports you want to kind of. Pretend it's important, but no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. It's quite boring to watch, just like his chat. Um, and then the odd, you get the odd occasion where it's good, you know? Like, there's, there might someone, like, crash and hurt themselves with that. And they'll be like, oh, how good was that? But, yeah, sorry, Dave. Um, ski mountaineering for you, buddy. And then finally, but, you know, finally. Um, oh, I've got two more. So there's you and me. But you, Sione, nah. Hello, aka Harvey Hello. Um, you're an equestrian, mate. Not only because you're tongue, you love eating horse, but you sort of prance around thinking you're the man. And but realistically, realistically, you just sort of, you know, you're very flamboyant internally. You don't really want everyone to know, and you just have the odd, you know. And this is. Um, really portrayed with you trying to bring in your highlights. You know, you're really trying to be artistic and really trying to get Taco Management back off the ground at 36 years old. But, mate, yeah, you're just the equestrian. You just um, think you're a bit more important than you are. And then finally, me. I would like to think of myself as rugby sevens, right? We love our rugby. But I reckon I'm more synchronised swimming. There's a lot of chat. There's a lot of, a lot of um, very exaggerated movements, exaggerated chat, and you know, and then me and you work in unison, so we're almost like a synchronised swimming team. If you could swim, um, and I'm fat, so I can sort of hide my rig, but I'm powerful. But I'm powerful. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You know what I mean? So. I, I think I'm synchronized swimming, you know? <laughs> Holy shit. You're, you breaking, you're fucking broken all the ice in the fucking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That's full. Let me guess what yours is. What? Guess. What do they have for you? you you're the bobsled cleaner. For myself. Because <laughs> Desi Johnson's bobsled. <laughs> you're sick. Fuck. Why is the cleaner smelling the chair? <laughs> respectfully too I always smell chairs respectfully <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it out oh no I had uh, I had uh, winter Olympics as a whole as uh, as for myself made for whites but Paralympics Canada, or <laughs> all of the uh, winter Olympics because I said made for whites but don't mind the darkies now um, and for you yeah. I had uh, figure skating, so close to what you had. Yeah. Only because... No, you, that's, a, that's a hard discipline. Only because you've been getting hit up by uh, a lot of your fans, notably uh, Pocket Gay. And the reason I had was made for women, but that doesn't stop the men from having a crack, mate. And don't blame him, mate. Jesus Christ, he's relentless. I had to block him, mate. <laughs> I don't mind, I don't mind, you know... Um, the lads that love the lads, and I'll get around them if anything. Yeah, bit of confidence. But I tell you boost. what, mate, just like leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, after the twentieth message of 
Jeez, you're so hot. No, I'm not, mate. <laughs> I, well, I guess, I guess I am someone's niche. You know what I mean? I, I'm pretty niche, man. I'm not like a, I'm not like a, a, a ten, right? I'm an, I'm a very niche two, market. Two, like two. And um, turns out I'm Pocket Gay's market, mate. And shout out to Pocket Gay. Like, I don't hate you, man, but I just couldn't deal with your messages anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, uh, wasn't my proudest stiffy, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, quick call in oh, over from Ottawa in Barcelona. We've got our supreme, our former supreme leader, Johnny Brown. Just call in and a little quick debrief on how you've been, mate. Hey, how you going, mate? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's morning here at the moment, so you can kind of get the time zones right. So I've been up since 4 a.m. thinking it was uh, five o'clock over there, but that, that's that's okay, mate. I'm good. Just uh, what's your little um, podcast? What's your little Spanish accent you got going on over there, mate? You've been there one day. Oh yeah, mate. Is, you can just skip to the joke, now, <laughs> screen, mate. Uh, no, just trying to leave me into something. But a <laughs> new uh, pack podcast tradition that we just started a few minutes ago. Icebreaker. Mm. If you were Olympic sport, who would? What would you be, and why? For anyone on one, so I can't wait for you to listen later. Oh, I guess what, what Olympic sport would I be, and why? I'd probably choose um, table tennis and badminton, or actually, uh, probably you've had a few shuttle cocks in your time. <laughs> yeah, so you <laughs> shuttle cocks to the face, maybe. Yeah, uh, probably handball because uh, that's all we could afford growing up at the public <laughs> school I went to, unlike you boys, with your fencing and polo and Greco Roman with the priests or whatever you guys used to do oh. over at Najima. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Yeah, that was um, Old Father Gillen. Jeez, nice <laughs> cock on him. <laughs> uh, anyways, mate, uh, you recently went over to uh, try and find some friends over there in Barcelona after a year being there. Uh, how was your uh, trek around to try and make some friends? <laughs> yeah, no, it was good, man. Um, I guess I got in Saturday afternoon and was invited down to watch the uh, the boys play there over at um, Marbella Beach. That was good. But, uh, yeah, I met some good lads there. It's a pretty expat team. I'd probably say there's only maybe two or three locals in the team there, but that's all right. They're a brand-new team. But, uh, yeah, good good social uh, social vibes. So I think um, I'll think i show up to training on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> training <laughs> on Friday? So good. Game on Saturday. Oh, is it like Friday night? Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's weird, man. They train on Fridays, but I think their season hasn't started yet. They had a oh, preseason yeah. last on Saturday, I don't think they've got a game this weekend, which which is good, because we all know that's when Jay gets here, so that wouldn't quite align. My, Imagine you'd be like, oh, sorry, Jay, I can't come out. I'm going to play rugby today. <laughs> <laughs> at, four, at 45 years old, they're going for the yeah. Barcelona Bloodhounds. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, good. good is good it Golden Oldies? No, it's, uh, it's just uh, men's rugby, I suppose. But, yeah, they were started... A gentleman named uh, Rick Hibbert here, Irish guy. He runs the uh, um, uh, Flattery's Irish pub there in the Gothic Quarter. He started oh. a team about 12 months ago. So this is, they haven't had their first like official league match yet. So pretty exciting for them. Oh, well, before, yeah, good, before everyone falls asleep and yeah. you are uh, name dropping some <laughs> Irish guys that nobody's ever heard of. Oh, um, yeah, man. <laughs> this is your first gotta, pod since this is your first pod since your little uh, rugby world cup escapade. What was the best yeah. and the worst moment from that whole thing? From from the world cup, 
Yeah, yep. your World Cup experience. Like you had me over there, then you had Dave over oh, there. Yeah. What was the best and worst? Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say, but I think the first two weeks, or first week, I should say, was a bit of a warm up. I think I never really physically recovered from that nine-hour bus trip. <laughs> but toward the end, once I did, yeah, things started to pick up a bit more. It wasn't. It was good having more visitors over, but yeah, it was tough. I guess the, high, the worst thing was just trying to hit reset there after bendering for that first uh, first week and a half. But the, the high points there was all the players we met and, as you know, like ran into a few pros and shit like that. It was pretty cool. Oh, right, but, a chance off. <laughs> yeah, thank <do>, you, mate. <laughs> all right, uh, before we let you yeah. go, mate, uh, shout out, quick shout out. Do you got anyone that you want to shout out? Oh, so, a quick shout out, mate. Um Oh, fuck. I have to give a shout-out to uh, all you boys back home after the golf day we had. That was uh, that was, <laughs> that was pretty pretty awesome, pretty monumentous time as well. So a big shout-out to, that to was Danny good Evans fun. and also Toby Cook for hosting. You actually <laughs> played very well. Yeah, thanks, man. We all did all right. You did all right. So oh, thanks, man. I look forward to more of these in the future. You know? Oh, 100%. We just need, 100%. To, uh, just need to lock it in. Wow. Well, yeah. All right, mate. All right. Thanks for uh, calling in, yeah, and right. uh, we'll catch up next time. No, thanks for having me, lads. I wrote like ten thousand jokes here that I fucking didn't oh. even need to use. <laughs> oh, no. oh, if you want to have a little race session, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah let go, it go, go, let go. it go. Wait, wait, wait. Quick little intro. Uh, for those who don't know, Johnny is our joke writer uh, for most of our week that was, uh, and yeah. looks like he's making up for it for uh, testing some of his jokes. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Take it away. So. So yeah, I think I dialed in a bit late, but we were talking about the Olympic sports and what suits what suits you guys. So obviously for you, son, is straight away rhythmic gymnastics and figure skating. Because, <laughs> That's uh, what I did for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen his YouTube videos on the dark web. Old uh, Peter Danera Bread over here with his hip thrust thing. He should be on Broadway or down West End somewhere. Book a Mormon. He'd be doing pretty well. And for Frini. <laughs> Uh, for his Olympic sport, I chose uh, skeet shooting because his specialty is uh, shooting thick, hot ropes of cum on unsuspecting men and women. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. So, Good one. Yeah, leading into again, everybody knows Freeney's got 10,000 kids, so as a woman, your life path is either to date Pete Davidson or have a kid by Ryan Freeney. That is the only two <laughs> life paths for women, particularly in Australia. <laughs> And and, <laughs> and last but not least, you can imagine now with the, with the Freeney clan, the voting power in that household in the next 10 years, there's absolutely no way the vote yes will pass with uh, all the Freenies voting no. <laughs> I'll never be in the to do it. Oh, wow. Sorry, but a bit late. Yeah, better late than never, fellas, but it's good to see you, guys. Uh, thank you, Tony. <laughs> I miss you. I like actually looking at you on my phone. It's the actual size you are in real life. <laughs> oh, fuck out of here, you midget. <laughs> All right, see you, Mark. See you, Tony. Thanks for having me. Good <laughs> All right. Fucking hell. All right. Thank you, Tony. Uh, my thank you, Tony, this week is uh, myself. I am oh, here uh, we go. my thank you, Tony, uh, because after a long time putting the pig to rig on the back burner because we had a successful eight-week pig to rig last year and 
I ain't gonna lie, I was looking sexy, man. I was getting hit you up by everybody sexy, at the Caxton. But um, yeah, uh, it's time to bring it back. Bring it back. Even I lost weight. Yeah, so I've, I've restarted the picture rig after looking in the mirror and seeing uh, Harvey, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I want to get back to Siani, be myself. So I went oh, for a run. What a day. And uh, we're back, baby. I'm back. So thank you, myself, for bringing back, <laughs> bringing sexy back. Oh, man, that is, uh, that's good gear. Um, I think you, Tony, goes today to the um, homeless guy that walked past our site and started yelling and um, the boys on the scaffold started yelling back to him and uh, just sort of lifted morale up in uh, Wolf Street there in Brisbane. Had to go up the boy and tell him to stop yelling, but it was quite funny. I did laugh. That's a good thank you. That's the shittest thank you, Tony, but it's very good as well. Yeah, well, Tony, I didn't really prepare for that. Day. No, that was good, lifting morale. Always thankful for that. Yeah, that's what we're always thankful. <laughs> I love, so thank, I love that we've been doing the podcast for like two years and then I wasn't prepared for probably one of the main things in our podcast. Gets me I was every too time. busy making uh, my favourite uh, women's uh, seven Oh, song. yeah. We'll get into that after scrams, but uh, you got a scrams of the week. I'll go. You, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my scrams. Yep. Uh, my quick scrams is uh, social media and this current generator. Uh, just the current content that's been coming on. I'm on TikTok. Every now and then I'm oh. crying, you know, because there's some emotional, like someone's saying bye to someone. Then next minute, someone, local Milika that works at the milk bar around the corner is recording herself. Come get ready with me. Next minute, she's ironing the curtains, putting a bloody mattress in the lounge room just to watch movie and then recording it for content. Um, I know Gary V said, document your life. Um, and show the behind the scenes stuff, but I think he was talking about businesses or people with a brand, not bloody like I said, like working at the bloody bottle shop around the corner. So uh, yeah, that's been scrams. That's been uh, biting me at the moment on my uh, for you page or my uh, Instagrams feed. So. Uh, my, my scrams goes to Hamish McLennan. Is he my third week in a row now? I don't even know. But fucking him trying to, you know, not quit or you know. But just his fucking general carry on, mate. Yeah. Like he just seems like such a fucking flog, <laughs> and just literally scrams blokes, scrams fucking rugby. Phil Kearns too. Fuck you, throw him in there. <laughs> he is a loser, mate. Like yeah. seriously, I would honestly rather. Oh, I won't say that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see it's getting a bit dark. Um... I don't know, mate. I'd honestly rather, um, fuck me, <laughs> something, something, something really that. bad. Yeah, something, something really that's not bad. Hamish, that roasted, burn. Yeah, burn, yeah. <laughs> then have a beer with those. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, Hamish seems like one of those kids that, like, uh, if you lost the game of basketball or touch footy and it's his he'd ball. Sue it's his ball. He'd take it. He'd go home with the ball and... All the fun's gone. Oh, he, mate, just his carry on. Hey, like he was some, like everyone cared about him. Fuck off, <laughs> you, you, you were just as shit as bloke ever. Yeah, shit bloke. But I thought he did some good, but um, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but like, mate, you also, you also did some shit, bad shit, and then you acted like a complete pork chop, mate. Yeah. Like, go back and fuck off to the northern beaches in Sydney, and don't ever talk to anyone again. But you know what they say. There's two sides to every story, mate. So I think he's trying to bring down the whole bloody everyone in that boardroom. Nah. He's still <laughs> fucking. 
All right. But, you know, actually, this other scrams is the new appointment. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> let's 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 talk about let's talk about how many test matches you played, and like you know, I I know the Herberts. I don't know Dan, but I know the Herberts, and they're a fucking great family. But like for fucking once, Rugby Australia. Oh, who cares about how many fucking tests he played? That doesn't mean he can like. Oh, the only thing he can run is fucking straight and hard. <laughs> He's not fucking running Rugby Australia, is he? You know? He did say some good things though about the tier two. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. But just get Peter Blandis to run both. <laughs> yeah, I'll get Herbie from Jeeps. Like the mate, oh, he loves to make Anthony money. Anthony Herbert. He Anthony loves to make Herbert money. Yeah. Mate, Anthony Herbert will go on there. That fucking he would be telling him how this would be kicking blokes out. Hopefully Dan's got a bit of Anthony about him. It just fucking cleans house. <laughs> Herbie's gonna love it if he hears that. I'll bite it up, put yeah. it up, tag Jeeps. So mate, yeah, hundred percent, mate. Her- Get Anthony Herbert running it, mate. It'll be a fucking fine, a well-oiled machine, and rugby Australia will be profitable again. And he will, yeah, mate. Imagine that, mate. Pre- Anthony Herbert for president. <laughs> Imagine that It'll come up with Wallabies money instead of paying yeah. the players. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Sawali. You got seven million fucking wallabies dollars, and all you can buy is those fucking those landscaping wallabies boot covers and um, yeah, yeah, the, the wallabies basketball thing or whatever that rank thing was. Oh, fuck, that's good. Oh, well, we'll be back in the hey, green. Yeah, true. We'll get Herbie in there, Anthony Herbert. Yeah. Anthony Herbert. Anthony Herbert. Yeah. All right. Uh, keeping on this positive vibe that you've got going on, mate. Tony's top five. Let's get into your uh, this week. We well, last week we did uh, the men's top five sevens players of all time. Um, a lot of people didn't like my list, uh, especially on TikTok. Oh, all right, but uh, um, Freeney, who's your? We're going to do the females this week. I, I did actually a full team, a seven top seven. Yeah. Oh, let's go top seven. Freeney's top okay. seven. Yeah, and don't anyone fucking jump down my throat. All right. Um. <laughs> Number one, I don't think anyone can go past her. Portia Woodman. Wait, start the she, other way. We'll, we'll finish with your number one. So the algorithm, so everyone keeps. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> okay. I'm going, okay, I'm going go. number one first. You go. Um, it doesn't get much worse. Fucking hell, there's so many good ones. Um, number two, and this is in no particular order besides Portia Woodman. Portia Woodman, number one. Yeah. Okay, so you can edit this how you want. Um, number two, I've got here uh, Vani Palide. Oh, yeah. She, yep. Uh, Charlotte Caslick. Um, this is probably a number two for me. Emily Cherry. Yeah, she was really good. She was gun. Um, Stalwart, I can probably say number three here. Shannon Parry. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Michaela Blyde. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to go, who will be one of the greatest? Madison Levi. Yeah. How many is that? That's probably seven. That's probably seven. Um, But then honourable mention and could probably slide in here at any stage is uh, Tyler Nathan Wong. Yeah, true. That's a that's a good side. What do you reckon? That's a real good side. Um, I've also done a top five. um, But before I get started, when you mentioned top uh, nine, mate, when you mentioned uh, Madison Levi, I think she's going to be one of the greats. Like if she stays in sevens and just. Just goes at it. She's going to be like, obviously, she's probably already almost broken the try scoring uh, record, but she's going to be one of the greats. 
Um, but and because she's not in my top five, only because she's a bit of a youngin. What? And, um, bit of youngin, and uh, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to show enough, some. Fine, just wanted man. to show some love to the uh, the older generator. You know. Yeah. All right. My top five female sevens players of all time. Starting at number five, I've got to show some love to my uh, my Dutch, the Netherlanders. Uh, we've got Kelly Van Haaskamp, uh, aka the Flying Dutch Woman. She was uh, before the pro era of sevens. She was oh, yeah. uh, women's. I tell you what, no one's been Van Haaskamp where she's been <laughs> lately, has she? Yeah, the Dutch really didn't throw any money at sevens when he went professional, but they were one of the top. Uh, nations before the professional era uh, and she was uh, their best player of all time uh, she won the IRB sevens women's player of the year in 2010 2011 um, yeah she's got a nice little in and out shake and bake combo that uh, just left defenders tackling the air at number four I've got New That's Zealand ridiculous mate grow up <laughs> she's good mate. I'll show you the highlights mate. I won't I'm promise I won't put my highlights in this in this one uh, at number four, we've got Kayla McAllister. Uh, she was uh, she played 15s and 7s, but she was probably one of the first that I feel uh, out and out superstars in the women's game. Um, yeah, and is the reason why a lot of uh, girls started playing um, rugby or even sports. Um, yeah, her footwork, power and ability, just like her brother, was just first class. Uh, at three, similar she was in your list, I had Michaela Blyde from New Zealand. Uh, no other way to put it, but she's looking quick, bruv. Um, as the current generators say, it's the whack and go for me, sis. Uh, and oh, then uh, don't ever do that again, yeah. And then uh, number Fuck two, you know. trying to connect to it's the, the call for me. We're trying to connect to the younger generator, you know, mate. Um, Charlotte Caslick at number two, Queen B of Australian rugby. Um, she can do it all. She was owns in attack and uh, deceivingly deadly in defence. So uh, she's going to be one of the greats, but she is at number two. And uh, just like your number one, she is the queen of rugby around the world. Porsche woman. She's just got that Jonah Lomu dog in her breath. Um, as uh, you said, not to do it again, <laughs> but you said, as the current generator would say, it's the step me once, step me twice, then don't take the gap and just bump me over uh, for me, sis. <laughs> Fuck, I'm nearly I knew that was going to hurt you, and I'm going to keep bringing them back yeah. every week. Yeah. But that was our top five female top rugby five players. For me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll put both of our lists up and let us know who's uh, who's got the best top five. You know, I don't know if Freeney's got seven. I can't believe you didn't have Emily Cherry in there, mate. She was fucking yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah. I was going to have her at five, but then I just wanted to show you some love to the You probably forget how good she was. No, I don't forget. She was deep. I reckon well, the best. the Netherlands one in. Oh, I just wanted to show some love, mate, because she yeah. was good, mate. I think okay. she beat Emily Cherry in one of the years. And then cool. uh, the Dutch Yeah, 1946, <laughs> she wasn't born. <laughs> but yeah, I think Emily Cherry did win. Could be wrong, but she won it twice, player of the year, maybe. Yeah, she, she was gone. Anyway. Fucking move on. <laughs> what an anchor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll uh, cross over to the Sydney friends, Ironside and Dave for Around the Grounds. How are we, boys? Good, mate. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, Fandatis, boys. Uh, we're going to go through Around the Grounds and discuss a few of the things that's happening in the Around the Game of Rugby in Australia. Uh, we'll kick things off with Hamish. Uh, he recently well, was forced to resign uh, during the week. Uh, thoughts on the topic, boys? Obviously, there's people um, of 
heard the groundswell of support from um, what me and Ryan um, Freeney were discussing um, recently, and um, they got in, they waterboarded him, and they got him out. They got all the information out of him that they needed. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, like I think we've gone at him. Like, good on him for getting us a World Cup. Good on him for doing that. But um, at the end of the day, sometimes the bad outweighs the good. And now we've got another person in. Um, yep. Herbert, Daniel Herbert. I don't know if I'm necessarily over the moon with who they've appointed. Yeah. I don't think uh, playing test matches for Australia necessarily qualifies you for <laughs> running uh, the game. But anyway, yeah. let's give him the opportunity. Um, we've got to get behind Australian. We've got to get behind Australian rugby now. Yeah, we've I've torn it down to shreds for the last year, so I'm I'm back on board. Nice, nice. Well, um, I tell you what, whatever waterboarding that you and Freeney did didn't work too well because you went down swinging. He was still uh, yeah. had that interview on Channel Nine, and he was still uh, going down fucking swinging. So he's got plenty to say about the organisation walking out the door. So they obviously voted him off as a chairman of RA, but then said, "Oh, but you can still sit on the board." So, in my opinion, I don't think I don't I don't know how the board or the RA works because it just looks like a revolving door of who they vote in from the board just keeps going up, and they go, "Oh, you're not good. You go down." So, <laughs> in my opinion, um, I hate to say this, but I was ho- happy for him to stay on because I couldn't see anyone better to, to do the job. But if I'm happy to be proven wrong, um, but looking around the grounds, I couldn't see anyone better to do the job. And he was uh, right or wrong, but he yeah. was making decisions. Yeah, I just think I think he was uh, the right man for the job. He's probably the most qualified out of the group, but he just needed to shut the fuck up. Like, don't go into... Why is he doing media... Why is he doing more media than any of the chairmen in the previous forever? Like, the CEO should be one facing the media. I don't know why the chairman needs to be out in the media saying, oh, we got him. I'm the one that got mm-hmm. Eddie Jones, rah, 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 Nick Minute. He's um, uh, reversing on those calls <laughs> and saying that it was a group decision. But I did love his... Um, before they voted, like when he went into RA this week and before they voted, he said, whoever votes against me and I win, then you guys need to step down. <laughs> <laughs> Next minute, like, yeah. got voted out. oh wow! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Very dictatorship, isn't it? Yeah, interesting. Pretty I think they need a um, reality show. I'd rather watch that than fucking Boat and Love Island that we've got at the moment. Well, I was, Love Island. I was going to say, would love to be a fly on the wall for that meeting. Yeah, you fucking cuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but that moves into um, the next what topic. A, with what a cuck! Uh, Daniel Herbert, he's been appointed as a new chairman, uh, supreme leader of Australian rugby. Uh, Just like Ironside, I wasn't uh, a big fan of the move, um, just because he didn't have too much success here when he was part of the Reds, uh, Queensland Rugby Union. But um, the first thing that he did come out with was a call for an introduction of the second tier competition, which involves uh, rugby clubs instead of making new teams, which instantly... He's my favourite, and I'm, I'm backing him. Um, did you guys, what were your thoughts no, on his yeah, comments? Yeah, that's true. You listened to that episode. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll come down to it because, you know, how many, we've had twice in the last, um, I don't know, probably 15 years where they've tried to get that second tier going. They've had um, they've had two goes at it, but I think that we're, what we've realised now is that it needs to stay um, club footy-wise. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, it was always strange as a North supporter when you'd have that your team would be like the North North uh, North Harbour Rays, but it consisted of like the four clubs you hated. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be like Gordon North, Rats, and Manly, who all. <laughs> Off the field, maybe not, but all hate each other, and then they've all got to play on the same team. Yeah. Um. So, and it was at the and back you know, end of the season. No one really wanted to play it. So, it, I'm, I'm excited to see what he, he wants to do with that. But yeah, I, I did become a big fan of him when he said that. Yeah. Well, I think in my in my opinion, I'm not sure if you were talking about his rugby prowess or his rugby administration work, Shona, when you said he didn't too well do too well in Queensland. Um, so I, yeah, like, look, like I said before, Hamish McLennan out, you put someone else in there, you can't even see anyone else that'll be better. Yeah. But, um, in state. Yeah. Um, just when you mentioned, um, just to keep this show like a little bit more legit, when I did mention that he had, uh, he didn't do very well at the QRU, uh, in my bibliography, I would say I got my sources from Ryan Freeney. So I'm just saying what Ryan Freeney said. I have no idea what he did at Queensland Rugby Union. <laughs> 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 it's been hard because, like, a lot of those people on the board, a lot of those people on the board and, like, McKe- um, what's his name? Sorry, um, Herbert. They were on the board when all this is going down, so I don't know if that necessarily is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he, he's voted against Hamish or if he liked what Hamish did. I just think sometimes we're such a boys' club in rugby union in the game that, like, I, and especially at that level. Yeah. Um, I mean, mm. I hope that that's, what, that's not the case with this appointment. Yeah, that's what I think. I think you should go out with your entire board. Chairman goes, the whole board goes. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, whole board not full of people with CTE. That's not confirmed. I just made that up as well, so it's nothing in my bibliography. <laughs> uh, moving on to yeah. Super Rugby, um, most uh, of the, I think all of the teams have uh, named their Super Rugby squads. Uh, any surprise selections or anything you like, or whose squad do you like the most? I liked um. I'll go start with um, the Moana Pacifica team. Yeah. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job of um, actually identifying some guys that were playing at different Super Rugby clubs that maybe weren't getting the crack. Yeah. Um, that are good players. Yeah. Um, I think they'll still kind of. I still don't think they're gonna. They're not there yet. But I'm interested to see. I think they'll go. They're only going to get better every year, aren't they? So. Yeah. Um, and I think we've already spoke about it, but. Like Lee Halfpenny to the Crusaders is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, pretty keen. To, I hope he gets a bit of game time. Yeah, that's hard because um, Crusaders there. have like really gun under-20s lads um, coming through from yeah. uh, Tasman and all that. But I think, well, you never know. Just see how he goes. He might even be starting. But it'd be a bit mm. like how the Waratahs sound Jamie Roberts a couple yeah. of years, last year, a couple of years ago. Like, yeah. Just to have someone like that with that much mm-hmm. international experience, like he's going to be, he's going to be a coach player. Yeah. Um, it was also, uh, it was also pretty cool to see um, us lo- looking at the Western Force squad. Um, obviously, no, no surprises yeah. that I'm a big Simon Con fan, um, a Max Bury and Henry O'Donnell fan, but not just that, he's picked up a lot of young guys, and I don't, I think that this year will be a bit of a building year, but they look like they could be. They could upset a few teams this year. I yeah. don't think they could last year, but I think this year they look like I reckon they could upset a few teams. Yeah, I love that they've got the splash of like the Western Foot or Western Australia Academy players in there as well. So he's, he's doing a good job over there. Uh, yeah. Um, in terms of Super Rugby squad, um, I think naturally the games these days is 
after World Cup, you you seem to lose a lot of your marquee players, your local marquee players. Yeah. Um, so in terms of an actual marquee signing or someone that you're excited to watch, I wouldn't say this any of the squads. You're like, oh shit! Like, for example, Tars Michael Hooper's gone. You when you think about Tars, you think you think. Michael Hooper is the first thing that comes comes to mind. So he's gone playing seven. So, um, but I think it's a good opportunity for, like Ironside said, guys at the Force, guys at the Minor Pacifica who haven't been playing regular um, Super Rugby games to actually um, try and get some game time and prove, prove themselves. So I think it's a even playing field, clean slate for all Super Rugby teams this year. Yeah. And um, I think we'll be talking about a lot of players at the end of this season that we didn't even know about at the start of the season. So yeah. I think post-World Cup year naturally happens, all your marquee players drain out, but it gives a good opportunity for the next crop of talent to come through. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah so let's sit back, get excited. When you mentioned the Tarzi, I'm a little bit excited. for Because um, the year when Charlie Gamble went on one, was that year when uh, Hooper was out for the pretty much the entire season? So I think he's going to have a mm. massive year. And because yeah. I think when Hooper's there, most of the players, or oh, they probably don't do it um, intentionally. Most of them probably just realize, oh, Hoops is going to do his because who he is. Um, but now it's yeah. up to them to step up, and I think um, I'm pretty excited. There's no uh, hiding that we're big fans, or myself, uh, big fans of Charlie Gamble. So we're claiming pack pathways on Charlie yeah. Gamble. And- and because he's like one of my new best friends, like he <laughs> just had shoulder surgery, which he was te- which he was telling me about. So um, I don't know about you guys, but if you had an injury and then you finally get it sorted, you kind of come back with a little bit extra ten percent. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, I'm excited to see him play. And just another Kiwi side, I'm really ex- I reckon the Blues are going to go pretty decent this yeah. year. I think that they've they've built a pretty cool little um, squad there of. Um, Kind of, you didn't. It kind of went under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited mm. to see the Blues play. Also, that retro jersey that they dropped today. Yeah. That's really sick. I really want to get one of them. Yeah. If it had a collar, it'd be ten out of ten. But yeah, it's it's sick. That that uh, OG design. Um. How was I gonna? I was gonna hype up uh, Melbourne Rebels. I'm uh, I'm a Rebel gang from way back in the Altona days, and uh, you know I've gone from the Reds to the Waratahs, and officially. Officially, next year I'll be going back to my uh, my roots, and I'll be a Burn City fan because I think we're going to go all the way. Uh, just looking at their squad, their front row alone, just uh, Caboose Elof, Sam Talakai, Bonifat Marsili, and Nella all covering front row. I know Caboose can cover both sides, but they're going to be on one. Um, Nick Styles absolutely knows what I he's forgot, doing. I forgot Nella was going down there. Yeah, and I forgot uh, Nella was going down there. That's fucking sick. And a hot take on uh, second row that's going to be doing good things for the Wallabies in the coming years, uh, Josh Cannon. I think he's, uh, he's going to have a massive year next season. Uh, he had a good one this year, but I think he's going to take off next year. And I've got Lucan, Angela Smith, and Tawina to cover second row. So that tight five, I think, is going to do numbers, especially with the, the class hookers that they've got um, there as, as well. So uh, don't sleep on the Melbourne Rebels next year, boys. Um, he's yet to convince me that uh, Josh Cannon... Oh, you haven't been watching Rebels yes. games yet, mate. Hot man. Uh, and also, uh, apparently, apparently, okay. he's, he's, he's got a big horse on him. So, um, yeah, Dion Research. Anyways, 
Uh, speaking of big horses, uh, <laughs> Michael Hooper just signed with Aussie Sevens, made it official. He did ask a few people in the, a few guys that have done the transition from 15s to 7s. Sonny Bill told him not to do it, but uh, I'm glad that he didn't listen to SBW and he's uh, given it a shot. Uh, what are your thoughts w- on Hoops? I wish someone told Sonny Bill not to commentate. So, <laughs> whoa, <there you> whoa. <laughs> Whoa! That's I'm not laughing because it's true because that's wrong. You don't say that, mate. Carry on, carry on. You can't say that. Yeah. Thoughts on hoops? Let's not make it about Sunny Bill, mate. Uh, Hoops. Thoughts on hoops and the Aussie sevens. Um, Look, I think from a rugby um, playing ability, he's definitely uh, got the talent, skill, fitness, and all that to play sevens. Um, But I'll be interested to see because that seven side's always been like a bit of a young side. Um, the only last real sort of veteran that played in the seven sides was Jenkins when he back when he played. Was that his name again? Yeah. The Ed, last captain? Ed Jenkins. Jenkins? Yeah. Ed Jenkins, Ed that's Jenkins, it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see Hooper sort of fill that void within the sevens program. Um, yeah. And look, he might be the missing ingredients in the uh, in the gold medal quest next year. Not a smash and grab this time. This is yeah. an actual grab. Yeah. <laughs> I um I actually think it's pretty cool because you look at I looked at the seven sides that they've announced and they've actually kind of retained a lot of blokes. Um, yeah, I think that seven sometimes can be that revolving door purely because a lot of guys have ambitions of fifteens, but they've got they've got a pretty good course group. Um, obviously, going into a Olympics coming up, um, it'd be really cool. I think Hoops will kill it. Um, he was still. What what might have been happening in the last kind of years with his 15s, he might have been a bit off the pace, but he's never slow. He's yeah. always – he still had his speed. Um, and he's just – just because I, I don't know what his body shape's going to – if he's going to have to strip it off. But, um, yeah, as another manly local, um, it's always good to see him. <laughs> he's always walking around with no shoes on um, <laughs> and drinking coffee. So it's it's good to see him having something to do during the week. Yeah, because I mean he hasn't worked hard enough his whole life. So, um, yeah, I agree. Same thing is same thing with Dave. Um, like it'd be cool. They're having a bit more seniority, and yeah. um, will be awesome. But it'll be interesting to see how we can go playing like three, four games a day. Yeah. Um, in those like, old legs. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty exciting though. For and it's good to get some more eyes on 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 the Aussie men. You know, all the women get all the notoriety, but it's good to get um, get some hype about the men's program. Um, but I think, yeah, like you guys said, I think Hooper's. I don't think he's going to be like X Factor star, and uh, but I think he's going to be one of those guys in the in the puzzle that they have that is just going to do all the work, do all the shitters, um, and let the other guys in his team shine. So you, uh, all the other guys are going to um, be better for just having Hoops in the, in the squad. So. Look forward to uh, Aussie boys going all the way and getting that gold. I was just going to mention his interviews about it, uh, how humble he was. You know, most people, he, he wasn't even talking as if he's even got a chance of playing at the Perth. He's just, yeah, he's just saying that it's going to yeah. be a hard uh, task to even just try and get a, get his debut. So um, hats off to him. He's he's, he's definitely going to be there, but um, just the way how humble he is, it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing. All right. Here's, here's a question for you. I always thought for one you of, both. Anyone unlucky yeah, to miss out in the seven squad that it got announced? Um, no, that's that squad's pretty gun. Uh, I haven't seen uh, the the that's young gun standard. from 
what's his name? The Donga guy. I haven't seen him play yet, but apparently he's the next one up. Uh, he's been lining up the schoolboys, but I think it's a decent squad. Mm. They look good. Yeah, they look good. I also think that um, where Hooper will be good in that sevens is, I think the thing he was always good at in his career is not necessarily getting those pill for turnovers, but he's really good at um, cleaning out yeah. and getting a getting turnover ball like that. And he's I think good. in those games, he's pretty quick to get mm-hmm. to the ball. I reckon they're going to get a fair few turnovers. Um, he's real good with ball in yeah. hand. Like, he's a number seven, turns. but he's really good with ball in hand as well. So, yeah. Dave, who do you think? <laughs> you're the one that asked the question. Who do you think is uh, unlucky to miss out? I think Pato. Who? Pato was unlucky to miss out. He's so in. He's in there. Um, is it Henry? Henry? He's in there. No, the moustache guy. He's in there. He's in there. He's in oh, there. Oh, yeah. I read the, must have read the thing wrong. Oh, yeah. JT. Who? JT. Jimmy the Jet. He's there as well. You're watching. He's there as well, yeah. Are you reading the, you're, you're reading the Aussie oh. women's squad, yes, mate. Come on, bruv. Never mind me, mate. Never mind me, bruv. <laughs> I thought Houston. I thought Houston had a good crack. Ben Houston had a good crack at the um at the sevens, but the guys that they already have in his like similar build uh, already gun as well and really fast. But I think Houston's more built for fifteens, yeah. which I'm still I still don't know how he hasn't got a like a full time squad gig with one of the Super Rugby clubs. I feel like he's one of those guys that would go to NPC and he get picked up by the Crusaders straight away because he does all the shitters and he's also got a bit of X factor about him too. So NPC player um, clubs, if you're listening, mate, Ben Houston, he's the next one up. He's been for a while. Yep. Um, and that brings us. We'll go into uh, top five. Uh, Tony's top five before we go back to Ron Fellini. Who's uh, your what was your top Tony's top fives? What was your topics this week, boys? So I actually uh, went with top five rugby exports that uh, Rugby Australia, both Pathways, uh, Super Rugby, Club Rugby have lost overseas. Ah, nice. This is a good one. Um, and then I've gone with the most recent ones. Um, there's, I'm sure there's plenty we've seen um, along the way. But my top five... Um, most talented or talents that we've lost overseas um, for good for much Australian rugby. Um, my first one on the list is the most recent one that everyone has, everyone there um, on their list is Manny Malfo. Is it, how do you say his uh, name? Yeah, so, Malfo. Emmanuel Malfo. Yeah, so Manny's just become, he's just become a French citizen. Yeah. They were trying to get him to qualify to play in this World Cup, but couldn't. Um, apparently he's been killing the top 14 comp for Toulon or to, yeah, Toulon, I think. Toulouse. And he is going to be the next big, big thing. Apparently, the uh, the bloke, the Polynesian bloke that played second row in the French national side this year that retired was kind of worried when he came in that he was going to lose his spot to him. So yeah. he's my first one on the list. So obviously, this is in no particular order. Oh, okay. Um, these are just <laughs> names that we've lost. No, we'll call it top five. Um, my sec- Keep the al- yep. algorithm going. It's my next- top five. Okay, okay. My next one my next one is Guy Porter. If anyone remembers this guy, he was a Sydney Scots went to Scots East Junior, played Sydney Uni, um, went over to England yeah. and played for Leicester, I think. Um and last year toured um, Australia with the English side. Yeah. So there's another talent Carved, that we've carved lost. up carved up. Us in our first Colts Grand Final, North first Sydney Uni. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Never forget that. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up some uh, old wounds. Yeah, Guy Porter is one of them. 
the other one um, is the Japanese international uh, Jack Cornelson. Yes. Um, watching yeah. him play for Japan, I think is a pretty handy player. Imagine a second row that plays both second row and two rows, having them running around Super Rugby and push for Wallaby selection. So, um, and he's. I always like really second rows that also yeah. play two rows as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they like it themselves. I don't think they like it themselves, yeah. but I think it's yeah. a very good quality to have. Um, That's going straight over your head. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Fuck off, uh, Riley. I can't remember. I think his surname is Riley. Um, Dylan Riley, played outside center for Dylan Japan. Riley. Um, he, yeah, Dylan yeah. Riley. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Brisbane local. Uh, he looks like a big, strong, powerful uh, um, runner of the ball and skillful outside back. And you just, I'm sitting here. Going. Imagine if we had some sort of pathway that actually not going overseas. <laughs> um, and my number five, uh, number one, obviously being the top one, my number five is uh, I've given this to uh, a bloke that actually has now medically, or I don't know how they have, have they retired him or not. Is Lolo Farosi <laughs> Um <laughs> Mate, this bloke you wouldn't you wouldn't want to have. <laughs> In the other team, if you turn up and this bloke play was yeah. playing for the other team, you wouldn't want to play there. <laughs> and I don't know what the Reds did to this bloke, lost him to, to Japan, and I think he uh, started buying donkeys over there. So he's raising racehorses and concretes now. So <laughs> I think that's we haven't lost him to anyone, but we've lost him to the trade. Um, uh, he's fighting the good war Shana, for uh, Palestine now. Even when he played, even when he played for the Brumbies and the Reds, mate, that guy was damaging ball runner. You see the under-20s? I think it was his yeah. first under-20s game against the Kiwis. You see straight away as he comes on, he just took someone's head off. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay, this guy's, this guy's a danger. <laughs> yeah. So I think my top five is more so what the uh, our, the lack of or thereof system and pathways in our program that's allowed these guys to uh, fall between the cracks where there is to other professional programs or to protesting on Saturdays. So yeah, true. that's my... Uh, that's Top a good one. Um, did you say Mac Hansen, or did I completely miss that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Because uh, what's what's the centre for? Um, what's the centre for uh, uh, Scotland? Um, what's his name? Sione Dubuloto. Um, oh, Sione Dubuloto. No, yeah. uh, also the other yeah. one. Yeah. Played for uh, uh, Jeeps. John John Porch. John Porch rings. He bring, He plays for Connick. He used to play Aussie sevens. He um he's killing oh, it over yeah, there yeah. as well. So you could go for hours, I guess. Um, my top five mm-hmm. uh, has nothing to do with rugby. I thought that, that might be something yes. different. Um, it's a it's the top um it's the top five beers that you can have um like in life. Not the brand of beers, but when you have them. Um, <laughs> at the bottom of the list is airport beers before going away. Oh, so that I know they're like twenty bucks a beer. But they're still the best. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're leaving at seven in the morning or twelve <laughs> at night. An airport beer number five. Or you can um, go to the lounge and come, get it coming free. in at number. Oh fuck, mate! No interruptions, mate. <laughs> um, Saturday uh, number four is just a stock standard Saturday Arvo beer. Just a you know three o'clock or two o'clock down at Manly Wharf or um, down at the Brown Snake if you're from Brisbane. <laughs> um, number three is a post footy beer. Um, like a uh, a beer 
straight after you've had a shower in the sheds or pre-shower or yeah. as you're having a shower beer. Um, my second, mm-hmm. coming in second for me is the Sunday Arvo beer and mainly the um, the beers that you have when you're meant to only have one on a Sunday Arvo and then it turns into a hundred. Um, so those range of beers. And then top number one, Number one on my list is Friday afternoon beers. Nothing beats having a beer after work on a Friday afternoon. After doing the mahi, you get the treats. Oh, so Friday <laughs> afternoon beers, top of my list. Oh, what a list. And that's how you do a top five. Bish, bosh. <laughs> <laughs> Any other beers you can think of, Dave, that uh, could that missed out on the list? I I think the um the end of the week Friday. Well, that was his number They're one. Early knockoff beers. That, well, that was, that was, well, that number was my one. number one. But anyway. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I'm trying to think of other beers. Sorry. Uh, you could have had uh, beers you know at a wake. Beers at a wake. Yeah, true. They are fucking good, aren't they? Wedding, wedding beers. Yeah, true, because they're free. Um, wedding beers are pretty good. Yeah. You know what else is Long good as well? You know when you, like, like I'm going, I'm, it's actually our good friend Pliny's birthday tomorrow. We're just going to the uh, have a feed. You know when you have two beers on like a mid, midweek beers? Naughty, naughty school oh, night yeah. beers. Just having two naughty, naughty school Toby beers. beers. Nice. They're nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Any other beers? Um, no, beers are pretty fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Any more, Dave? Oh, here we go. No. Oh, you want to try and interrupt the, after his first one, but nothing to say after. Nice, mate. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I'll keep my mouth shut. All right. Uh before I uh, right. switch over to uh back to Freeney, uh any shout outs boys? Um my shout yeah, out tonight is before, going to be to okay. the uh Fat Tuna Touch Social Touch team who I'm making my debut for tonight. Um shout out to them and hopefully never lose again, which they haven't won a game. Let's go up the fish. Um, two quick shout-outs. One to myself for going to day one of preseason. Um, hustled hard, got down there, which was great. Um, but, yeah, just quick shout-out to uh, Seb Cameron and Reese uh, Ma'u um, for getting the three-month um, preseason contracts with the Tars. That's cool. Probably two of our best um, backs we've had in the last couple of years, and um, especially Seb. Um, Seb's story is pretty funny and awesome. I mean, we were playing a third-grade game with him four or five years ago he got a seven minute bronc he got like a seven minute bronco that year um <laughs> as a winger um he was oh, pr- wow. like he'll probably admit it he probably wasn't he was definitely wasn't at the uh caliber he is now but um man he's just got that terminator run he can score a try decept- deceptive pace and he's really worked hard on his footy which is pretty admirable. So yeah, shout out to those those two particularly. And Reese Reese is doing his fucking twentieth seventy five day hard <laughs> thing. So um, yeah. he likes to live he likes to live life hard in the completely opposite way to me. So um, yeah, quick shout out to those two. Let's go. Thanks, boys, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Let's go. All right, we're back here with uh, Uncle Fellini. Uh, we'll get into questions and confessions before you, we uh, end the pod. All right, first question. We've only got three. First question, worst touring experience for everyone on the pod? Uh, it's only two of us. What was your worst touring experience? Coming home, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Coming home from it, but it was also one of those things that you just wanted to do. You just get the fuck home and not talk to anyone for a week. Yeah. Uh, my worst touring experience? I don't think I've had any. Oh, probably just the... 
the the Vietnamese belly we had that time. Oh, yeah. You, a that lot hit of me like a ton of bread. That's the sickest I've ever, ever, ever been in my life. And I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy, but we got we got home in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been bad because I remember being there and just seeing, like, you didn't even come out with us and stuff. I'm like, it must be bad for Freeney to, like, be in Asia oh, and not want to send it with the boys. I'm like, this bug. <laughs> mate 100% though eh? like, that's, then you know I'm down now yeah that was that was. I thought it was just you being jealous because you saw Skinny Sione for the first time coming home from Amsterdam <laughs> you're like oh, oh what a highlight here fuck <laughs> oh, nah, nah. whoa <laughs> um, mine mine was probably bangers this year uh, when I woke up on the street I was hanging I haven't oh, oh yeah Normally when I do spirits, that's why I try and stay away from the spirits, but I got a little bit too excited because I met some Gator, Gator out. got a hold of you. Yeah, like waking up in the street, I'm like questioning, did I get raped and like... You don't know. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't, but yeah. Not... Yeah, so yeah, that was the worst. Hanging the next... The whole... The entire day, having to hang around with the oh, atrocious chat Absolutely. that was going on with all the Aussies that we had. We had way too many Aussies in the tour group that you wasn't... Should, you should have just gone for um, Old School Chainsaw, the one from the sunny coast, and just gone, I'm going to the gym, and just <laughs> yeah. kind of slept for the rest of the day. Oh, I just went under the tree. Like, the during the game day, they were all... I was probably should have been doing content with them, but nah, I gave up. Just bought a heap of... Uh, get all the tickets that would have should have went to the players for food. I just got them all in uh, Gatorade and went under the tree and said, nah, leave me the fuck alone, boys. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, yeah, good times, mate. Good memories. Yeah, that's probably um, the only time I've had a bad experience. Yeah. Uh, next question. These... Oh, both of these are from uh, Nate Russ. Uh, this one's not really a question, but more a statement. Freeney claiming Pack is struggling, but driving around in a 65k car makes you think. Must be doing all right over there in Manly, eh? And oh, moving to Manly. I've, dro- I've dropped my nuts. I've dropped my pants on that. Hey, <laughs> went from 68 now down to 63,990. <laughs> I just need to get it gone. Um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, if you're looking for a car, if you're around the east coast yeah. or willing to fly over from Western Australia and drive it back, mate. We got Freeney's second-hand car. Here's the ad here. Here's the ad here. One yeah. owner, never been on, never been on the dirt, mate. Yeah, won't even wash the car seats if you're into smelling seats like myself. So uh, get at it, get at it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this last one is a uh, question confession. Uh, shout out to our uh, pack mate that sent this in. Uh, All right, go to boys. Got myself into a pickle and thought I'd ask the uncles for some advice since one of you's a bit married and the other has six baby mummies. <laughs> so I recently got caught playing up on the old missus the other week. It was one of those wake up to screaming thinking someone died but the missus was just going through my phone reading my messages with one of the naughty girls at my rugby club. I did put my hand up and uh, owned up to it even though she already read all the messages of me saying that was fun. After my little escapade Anyways My missus reckons Change rugby clubs Or I'm leaving you Uh, Note that I've been at this club Since I was a little kahi And my old man and that Used to play at the club too If it was you What would you do? Stay strong (laughs) It's your club G It's your fucking club Don't fucking listen to no one G 
turn those bloody tardingers off, my cousin. <laughs> You're staying. <laughs> we ain't going anywhere. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> if sorry don't work, then time. sorry, baby, you got to go. <laughs> Oh, respectfully, I'm at, uh, respectfully, I'm sure old mate uh, regretted it. Uh, <laughs> no, of course, mate. But yeah, you know, it's fucking right. That's where he's, that's his fucking that's his iwi. <laughs> yeah, true. You can't just change it up. Can't just change it up. What are you going to go from two hoy to fucking Nazi Porto? <laughs> no, cuz. Oh, looks like someone's on the market looking for a new missus. So uh, whatever rugby club that is, last goal. all right good to have him firing uh before we get to ben tune of the week shout out who are you shouting out this week shouting out to old cuzzy bro don't fucking (laughs) don't fall for no one that's that's your fucking club (laughs) oh fuck i'm gonna shout out to you mate that response was i didn't i didn't know where you're gonna take this response but that was really good mate (laughs) Uh, oh man! But uh, no, my promo code, uh, my promo code, my shout out was, uh, which was reminded by Dave, so I had to make sure that I read it twice on the podcast to help the algorithms. Uh, we have a Black Friday sale uh, on our uh, website, so uh, go help yourself and add the Black Friday Tony code <laughs> to the in the checkout for a sneaky little discount. Ben Tune of the week. Do you have a Ben Tune of the week? Otherwise, I'll just go to my liked songs and pick the first one. Uh, no. Nah. Alright, rolling the dice First song on my playlist We have Noah <laughs> Kohan Northern Attitude I'm on that G tray, bruh <laughs> This for the gangsters out there Uh, uh, uh Uh, but uh Breathing in for those guys out there <laughs> going through a bit of a heartbreak How and, you, uh, you know, your love Settle is uh, turning out its corner you and you've got to right. turn as well. So shout you out to everybody. How are your kids? Kia kaha, like Where Ryan says. Now? Like, subscribe, buy some merch, you Black Friday life. Tony. And we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah, awesome song, man. Wait for the drop, <laughs> mate. Wait, oh, when's the drop coming? Routine. Where are you? Does it mean? Here's the drop. Ready? See you guys. Thanks for closing treaty, and we'll see you next week. Hooray! Kia ora. <laughs>